Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. By the way, uh, Hugh Porter, son Damon from Digitex, down at ASU playing uh, this season, so we wish them luck. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. We're going to hook up momentarily with Al May. Uh, and our hotline number is 780-496-0063. You can text us, Heartland Ford text line, Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan, over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest Ford dealers in the province of Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And uh, Heartland RV out in the fort. Uh, we're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan at Brendan Escott. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and Sherwood Park locations. And uh, I know that I get requests uh, for, well, uh, anyhow, uh, Japanese Village coming through, and my uh, man, uh, Dan Baker, Pub 1905, for an event coming up, is going to be a very happy man. And Dan uh, is not the biggest fan of our next guest, because he was cut as a 20-year-old with the new Westminster Bruins, so he could bring this guy in. Uh, we're pleased to uh, go off on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline and hook up with Al May. Al, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. You broke Dan Baker's heart. You know that, right? The, you you took his spot as uh, one of those three twenty year olds <laughs> in New West that year. That's funny, eh? Small world. Very small, but yeah, I had nothing to do with it other than just saying yes to going there. So. Yeah, uh, and that was. Uh, you could maybe shed some light on this. It was obviously a much different time uh, in hockey circles. Who were some of the guys that you had on your team that made sure that you weren't the only guy that was playing a more assertive style on the ice? Well, I think the guys on that team were Todd Ewan, Dean Ewan, uh, Duncan McPherson, Mike McWilliam. I think three of those guys played in the – well, we know Todd did. Dean played a little bit. Uh, Mike McWilliams got six games in. I don't think McPherson ever got any games in, but I think uh, a lot of fights in preseason. And I'm sure there were more. I'm just uh, – getting older now and starting to lose a little bit of that memory. Yeah, well, and, and focus uh, obviously a lot on the Washington Capitals, but you have, hey, you always keep an eye on your hometown team as well. 
Mark Spector uh, putting out a story today, uh, an update from Jeff Jackson saying Connor is on schedule. He's five months in. It tends to be a PCL injury, a six-month uh, rehab process. Uh, he talked about how meticulous McDavid was in following it, which is something that you and me discussed when you were in studio here about a month ago. Um, and, and, and that's the thing. As a former player, it's going to be the player who ultimately decides in consultation with the team doctors, isn't it? It has to be. You know, the only way a player should be playing is if he feels comfortable and confident. And usually you don't feel that way until you don't even realize you have the injury. So when you're skating, you don't have to worry. You're not thinking about it. And that's the point where you come back. If you come back too soon, too many players have ruined their careers. And these things, just it becomes like a yearly thing. There's knee issues. They end up with these wonky, loose knees. So you've got to take, you know, the doctors can't tell you, the team can't tell you. Only the player knows what's going on with his body. And then, like I said, once you're skating around and you don't, you don't even remember that you had that injury, that's when you're ready to go. All right. You played a while ago at a different time. Uh, you know, obviously there's been significant medical advancement since you retired. But what was the most challenging injury you ever had to come back from? Uh, shoulder injury. I had a shoulder surgery. Did it during the, the team doctor said not to, you know, I didn't need surgery. I started my off-season program and, I nearly dropped the barbell on my uh, chest doing bench press, which probably not the greatest thing to be doing anyway for your chest that we know now. But anyway, so I, I had the surgery and then did a lot of rehab so I could be back for opening night. And uh, by the time I, I probably could have played in the preseason, but I, I was fortunate. I had a minor league, a guy that played in the minor leagues in baseball was a shoulder expert who did my rehab. So I got very lucky that that was the guy that was taking care of me. Otherwise, it probably would have took me a few more months but uh, I'm happy I did it. Yeah. You, like I said, you, you you can't be thinking about it when you have it. I know that entire season that I had injured it, I was always thinking about my shoulder. Well, especially given the fact of your role, right? Because part of your role was being a, a, a grinder, a four-checker, a guy that skated through guys when you hit them, and then having to drop the gloves as well. And uh, Would it have psychologically affected you when you were squaring up with guys? You know what? If you just don't feel good, everything affects you. So it could, it could have been an ankle, it could have been a knee. You, you just want to feel good and strong all the time, confident in, their, in everything. And, you know, a lot of players play with a bad back their entire career, myself included. And there were days of practice you couldn't get going. And you, you did a lot to get ready for the games, a lot more. And uh, you just you want to feel right. And that's the bottom line. You, you have to feel right no matter what the injury is. And, uh, because you need to feel confident in yourself. If you don't have confidence in yourself, I don't confidence in yourself. I don't think the team would uh, have confidence in you, and your and your game is going to suffer. Yeah, we're joined right now by Al May, uh, who is an analyst for the Washington Capitals. Uh, had a cup of coffee with the Edmonton Oilers. Played close to 400 games in the uh, National Hockey League. And James Neal, Milan Lucic. Uh, a trade that maybe both teams could win, time will tell. But what is it? We know that Connor's been working out with James Neal over the course of the last couple months. Uh, James Neal talked about the, or sorry, Connor talked about the fact two weeks ago, or a week ago, a week ago Monday, that he that uh, Connor's already been skating for two months. But I, I just, when you have, when you're, when you're a James Neal type player and you're looking to bounce back, what does it mean? To know, I mean, when you're training with Connor and skating with Connor, you got to be thinking that that guy is on board and supporting you coming to your new team. 
That's that, that's a huge thing for a guy like that, knowing that there's a, a player that's uh, invested with you to to have a bounce back campaign, isn't it? Absolutely. You want you want to be wanted, and you want your you want your teammates to like you and believe in you. And if you can get touches with McDavid right now, it's better than coming in as a total stranger. I think it gives you a lot of confidence in the dressing room to go in there knowing that. You know, this guy's already on, on the way to becoming a, a friend and hopefully a good friend for quite a while. Yeah, Bruce Neal has a lot of things going well for him. The fact that he realizes it's up to him to get his game back. One thing we know is the skating didn't falter last year. It was just the way that Calgary played. He wasn't a fit there. And You know, the, the, the most players, you know, there's the great ones that they could fit anywhere. And then there are, there's players... Some teams are just bad fits. You wonder why it doesn't work in a certain spot. The guy goes somewhere and he's an all-star. And for James Neal, I expect the Oilers to be more of a fit for him the way they're going to play, a more responsible style. That You know, the Flames are kind of a perimeter team going up and down the ice. But I think for James Neal, having that confidence and then playing on a team that's going to be more suited to a style and a coach that knows all about him. Yeah, uh, we're joined right now by Al May, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Al, uh, why are none of these RFAs? So, I mean, we we got a preemptive strike for Clayton Keller for next year. He signed today, but none of the current RFAs was signed right now. What's going on here? Well, it's funny. The, the pro leagues get sued for collusion all the time when they do things like this. So I would say that all these agents are in cahoots right now trying to make sure that they're, they're forcing these teams to these deals that the teams don't want to make. And if they want long-term, and if they want long-term, they want backs. If they want shorter-term, they want to be free agents. Uh, the, the year they come a free agent, there's been no give and take of this. So, you know, they, they saw last year with the Leafs eventually caved in the Nylander. I wouldn't want to be a guy that missed one game due to a contract holdout right now. Uh, I, I think it really can affect you. Look what Nylander was nowhere near the player he was behind the entire time never had it uh, and I just think that they, they start to think about too many other things so I, I would say this is it's not the teams colluding on this I would say that the agents all have an, some, an end game the HLPA is probably behind a lot of this not, not the way that they used to be in the old Bob Good nowadays where he was yelling and screaming at people for taking contracts that they wanted uh, but, but there's definitely more to the story than just every guy that's a are a top RFA holding out for long-term deals and deals that are exactly how they want them. The New Jersey Devils, Al, won 27 of their final 78 games. So they lost, let's, let's do it differently, they lost 51 of their final 78 games after winning their first four. Uh, they're going to have a healthy Taylor Hall. They've added P.K. Subban. They've added Jack Hughes. Um... They got Wayne Simmons. Edmonton was in bidding on Simmons for an opportunity here. Can the New Jersey Del- – there was five teams out of the Metropolitan Division that made the playoffs last year. Obviously, the Capitals, the Islanders, who had a huge step forward year. Pittsburgh was good every year. Carolina and Columbus. Can the New Jersey Devils supplant one of the Islanders, Carolina, or Columbus? Because I'm conceding, I believe, Washington and Pittsburgh make the playoffs. So can they catch one of those other three teams, you think? Absolutely, and, and regardless of the players they said are back, they, they were decimated with injuries throughout their entire roster last year. I'm not sure if they were one of the most injured teams, but I think if they're healthy, they've got so many good players in the lineup. They, they, I think I believe they're well coached despite their record last year, but they had so many nights where they were playing with a roster of American League players, and 
a guys that are you know, say a fifth line caliber, not quite an everyday player. And if they can keep everyone healthy, plus the additions, I think Wayne Simmons was a huge help. Of course, Taylor Hall, the MVP from the prior season, is huge to have him back full time. Uh, PK Subban, I'm not sure what he's going to bring for them. You know, hopefully he's in shape and focusing on his game on the ice and not everything else. But if everyone is healthy, they've got a really good squad, and, and I would believe that they would be in the playoffs just like they were the year before. Of the New York Islanders, the Carolina Hurricanes or the Columbus Blue Jackets, which team, in your opinion, is most likely to miss the playoffs? Well, I, I still think that the Carolina Hurricanes have a really good roster, and they've got all the right pieces. They found the magic at the right time, but they're not, not on the radar anymore. And then the Islanders, I think the tough thing with the Islanders is they've got to get goals. And, you know, they played defense, 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 and they wore teams out. But now teams are going to be expecting that from them. You know, in my opinion, I think it was the perfect storm last year for the Islanders. So I think the Islanders are going to be tough to make the playoffs this year. And I think they're going to be a last weekend of the season. I may be wrong altogether, but I just don't see the goal scoring there now that everyone knows how they're going to play every night. Uh, They're going to have a different starting net minder. Uh, it's going to be a completely different team. Out uh, in the Atlantic Division, you've got three teams that were 100-plus point teams. Boston ended up in the Stanley Cup Final. Tampa Bay, who had 128, Al, and the Maple Leafs, who were a good team, and they just they played Boston. They're, so there's 300-point teams there. Of the five teams that missed in that division, Montreal, Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa, who has the best chance to make the playoffs this season? I, I, I'm going to go with Florida on this, just the, the, the Joel Quenville factor and getting players to play every night and play a different style. They're, they were still playing a style that I didn't like last year. I, I thought it, you know, it, 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 it didn't use the skill that they had. It didn't use the speed that they had. They kind of dumbed down the way they played the game. And I think with a guy like Joel Quenville, who is a quick-moving puck guy, they have so many guys that can gunsling. I, I would think that the Panthers are going to be a nightmare for everyone to play against this year. Is there anybody in the Western Conference, Al, that you see having a bit of a regression this season? Well, you know what? I've got to think San Jose. Losing Joe Pavelski, uh, and they're, they're just a completely different team every time you see them play. Uh, I think they're going to be a team that, that has a tough time this season. I, I know that they the, with Brent Burns, and you know he's always a formidable guy, but I just believe it's going to be tough with some of the players that they have. Losing Pavelski, uh, you know they were counting on LeBanc to be a big time guy for them, but I think San Jose is going to have a tough time this season. Great stuff. We appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us again on Oilers Now. We'll touch base down the road, Al. All right. See you. Thank you. Yeah. See you later. That is Alan May, out of NBCSN. Washington works on the uh, Capitals broad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, so you can text us at any time at 6.30, 6.30. We'll get to some Heartland Ford text when we come back on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you can text us 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. It is 121 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. A voice from the past, the chiseler from Las Vegas. Bob, I heard you're implementing a boxing gym training program to your current schedule. Is there any truth to that? Jimmy Playfair is a stud, Bob. He's going to help the Oilers out. I've always loved Drew. Definitely, the tenders need to be very strong for the Oilers to get to the dance. Let's establish this. Oh, and not able to make a guest appearance, Bob, on your upcoming uh, New York trip. Uh, Al May for mayor? Just a thought out. Al May for mayor? You can text us at 630-630. Oilers GM says, Bob, Al May is the... Uh, best guest you have on your show. Maybe you should bring uh, Al in uh, on, as a regular guest. Okay, well, well, it's an interesting perspective. There you go. Oh, the text says now that John Re- Shannon has been relieved of his duties with sports, that you should bring Al in on his spot. Uh, John Shannon, you know, it's Sportsnet had some cuts that were financially driven. Uh, John Shannon will be remaining on Oilers now moving forward when we relaunch our upcoming uh, group of guests uh, next week. That's when we're going to start it. But I will tell you that uh, John will stay on. He is an NHL insider. He's got access to the uh, the top of the charts when it comes to the league. Uh He's the guy all along who has stated, has John Shannon, that we will not have a lockout, and he knows. That's all I'm going to tell you when it comes to that stuff. Bob, what are your thoughts on Patrick Marlowe and a PTO? Heard uh, some chatter on that front in the past that comes to us from Kyle and Slave Lake. I, I, there's no wrong answer when it comes to a PTO. Like we talked about Anton Bertasov, and it was my belief that Bertasov was looking to get a guaranteed contract with a, a signing bonus. Uh, if Bertasov were to come to the Oilers on a PTO, I'd be all. I'd bring anybody in on a PTO that's a legitimate player. So absolutely, not a bad suggestion. But I, I just have a sneaking suspicion that Marlowe ends up in San Jose. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, this text comes in, Bob, while out of Grand Prairie, I still think that a guy like Brendan Lemieux or Patrick Marlowe could be a nice addition. I see a much faster, more talented team this year. I really like the highlights of Nygaard, Archibald, Granlin, and Benson. I see four really good players that might be uh, better even if we put in, uh, if we put with our other players. All right, let's talk about those four players. I mean, Granlin's an experienced guy. He's a bottom six forward. He can play a little bit of center. Mostly will play left wing. He'll kill penalties. Archibald is a right shot. Granlin's a left shot. Archibald's got some quickness, uh, some feistiness in his game. Mostly plays right wing. Uh, can play a little bit at center uh, and kills penalties as well. Nygaard can skate. He's fast. Sort of a Carl Hagelin clone. Uh he scored some goals last year in Sweden. I'm intrigued to see. I mean, I saw him today, and you can certainly see the wheels. 
Tyler Benson has had a second consecutive great offseason training, and he needed to because he missed a couple years uh, back, uh, you know, when he was in junior hockey playing for the Vancouver Giants. Who, by the way, we did not mention this yesterday when we came back on the air, but on the weekend, uh, John Sexsmith's son, Joel Sexsmith, was traded to Van- uh, from Vancouver to the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, so, Joel, now we want to wish him the best of luck in uh, the Sexsmith family. The best of luck on that front. Regarding Benson, two strong off-seasons training. All like Nygaard, Archibald, and Granlin are all going to be on the NHL team. We know that. Benson, he's got a great chance to make it, absolutely, uh, to make an impact and be on the mix here in uh, in Edmonton. Another guy who had a strong off-season training and committed and was in town, Ethan Bear. Just going to throw that out there, Ethan Bear. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, Bob, uh... Bob, Brendan, I'm going to bring you in here. Did you guys talk about talk about Michael Dal Cole for Yesa Pugliarvi a week ago Tuesday and the day you hosted? Not with spec. That was brought up on the couple weeks that I was hosting the show. All right, show. here we go. Let's. Go. I'll read the full text. Okay, Brendan convinced me that uh, Jesse for Dal Cole was a bad idea. But what about Beauvillier and Dal Cole? Uh, Del Cole loved being in the spotlight in junior, but he's kind of the forgotten about prospect uh, with, with some of the dysfunction that's occurred in the Islanders organization. He signed for two years for cheap, so the Islanders still see something. I think coming to Edmonton would inspire him and at least uh, as well thought of as Jesse Beauvillier uh, also uh, could get in our bottom six and maybe our top six for stretches, or he could uh, live up to his potential. I wish Jesse the best. Um, but the crap that he's been doing, him and his agent, there's no way the orders have been not uh, would not be jumping in to defend him. I think it's best if he moves on, and I think that this could be a sneaky good deal. What do you think from Dan and Okotoks? No chance. It involves Beauvillier in the deal. Didn't they just re-sign him for two years yes. as well? Yeah, there is no chance they could get Anthony Beauvillier in a deal at this stage for uh, for Pugliarvi. Um For yeah. And I don't know if I would do Del Cole. I mean, that's uh, he was what the fifth overall pick in his draft year. Was he twenty fourteen? Trying to think of which year he was. Or was he? I mean, he's been in the minors for at least. Can, you'll have to look it up during. I, I for some reason I thought he was. Was he in the twenty? Oh, now I'm mad at myself. He was definitely not in twenty fifteen because uh, the guy in Calgary, No Hannafin, went fifth because Toronto passed him and took Marner at number four. Hey, by the way. You know, we have these, and maybe it's just clickbait, but we've had a couple guys write some pieces out of Toronto about, you know, oh, reading McDavid's body language and reading Dreisaitl's body language, and they signed eight-year deals. The Leafs got Matthews on a five-year deal. They've not got Marner signed. We're now in a September. They didn't, you know, they got Nylander signed to a deal that most Leaf fans, I think, is probably thinks too excessive. Uh, Kawhi didn't want to stay there, but that happens in basketball, so we don't wish any ill upon them because they won a championship. But how about focus on, like, I guess people got bored about talking about Mitch Marner or something. That's I still have a feeling that's, the when I asked Al that question about the RFAs, Brendan, I'm telling you right now, I think they're all waiting to see what Marner gets. That's what I, I really think there will be like a, a sudden surge of movements being made once everybody knows what Marner gets. Could, like, could you imagine if he he did like a three year deal, a bridge deal at like nine nine and a half? Is there any chance it would get that high? <laughs> I, I yeah, I can see it. 
<laughs> I can see it. I think he's a double-digit player by the time this is said and done. Well, uh, and does that just reinforce that maybe for all the criticism that Shirelli has received, the Oilers have some defense prospects coming that were drafted under his watch? And they got McDavid and Settle signed in eight-year deals. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Ian Herbers, former Oiler and the head coach at the University of Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.